sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. From Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. All right, kids, away we go. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Hanging out in Vegas, fired up to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network Series Channel 204. Our producer, Chris Pavona, back in New York. Another great day in my world. The world match play, the WGC match play event, it's heaven on earth. And yesterday, Kim Stewart was on with us, and I yelled at him. As I got a four-minute segment left with you, I don't want to hear one word about the golf. I taped six hours of golf, and I got action up and down the line all over the place. And it was just a wonderful day yesterday. And now you get to see them play, and they come back. And right out of the gate, Stevie, hello. How are you doing, bud? I'll give you an update because pretty soon, it just came on the air, I go in, in a cave. <laughs> I mean, I am at Bora Bora. I don't know where you want me to be. I, I mean, because I, I go home. Anywhere but here would be nice. I am watching this golf. It is spectacular. You had a big upset yesterday. Uh, DeChambeau got upset. The matches today, Cantley's one up on Ortiz through 15. I love this course in Austin. Uh, Brian Harmon is one up. I got Harmon, fingers crossed. Harmon, one up on Matsuyama through 15. Patrick Reed, big lead, three up on Bazootenhoot. Uh, that's yeah, Christian Bazootenhoot. Don't, don't look at me like that. That's just a guy's I'm name. I'm yell, yell at him. You, you got that one other guy's name right there in the week. What was that <laughs> one? Oh, the... the <laughs> Ante de Kumpo. Jonas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Joaquin Neiman's taking Bubba Watson out at the knees, three up through 13. Fitzpatrick, who was a mess yesterday, five up. He's going to beat Corey Connors. Jordan Spieth is two up through 11. He's a Texas guy. That's the thing. There's so many of these golfers that are from Texas. Scheffler, Spieth, Sergio Garcia, Look out. Okay, I got Sergio Garcia 50 to 1 to win this thing. He lives in Austin and he lives for match play. Oh, I love this event, Stevie. I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'll watch it on the weekend. I didn't get a chance to watch any of it yesterday. I had other stuff going on. What happened to DeChambeau? Oh, he just got lit up. The uh, French kid, uh, Moser. The guy, this guy made a 60 footer in the cutter open a week ago. And he won the tournament and be, and moved up to number 64 in the world. No one ever heard of this guy. He makes a 65-foot putt on 18 to win the tournament. And all of a sudden, he qualifies for this thing and comes in and takes out the shambo. There's another... Opportunity knocks, as so, they say. So, so you got that interesting name right, but then you said cutter. 
Half the people say Cutter and half the people say Qatar. Uh, I watched this thing yesterday. They called it Cutter. They called Cutter, okay. 20 times. All right. I've heard both. Have you not? I've heard both. And it's like 50-50. So I, I don't know which is correct. I, well, I guess either Qatar, is correct. Well, you look at Qatar and that makes sense. Right. But if people are calling it Cutter, it's like, you know, Andre Andre Sekiro was Andre Sekiro for a decade, <laughs> and then became Sekiro or Sekiro or whatever. Yeah. All right. No, these matches are phenomenal. I I love it. What a what a wonderful event this. It really makes me. You now the Ryder Cup, you know, was moved to this year, right? Because of COVID, right? And the Ryder Cup is spectacular yeah. too. I wish they did more more of this, more of the match play. I I do enjoy it because you know what it does. There is. Action and a result. Yes, you get matchups in golf tournaments. So you kind of get that. Yeah, this is different. But this is different because in, in these matchups, if you're playing a matchup, a first-round matchup in a stroke play event, and the wind's howling or something, the guy's going to you know, play it safe because he's got the four days in mind. In right. this, you have to win now. Correct. You know, what I mean, it's 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 apples and watermelons. I, I I like the guy showing me he's got metal. You know what I mean? The the, the guy who who you know who might be behind a stroke or whatever on, on a tough hole, and he he just stares the other guy down and makes it. Oh, it's unbelievable! There are so many situations yesterday where some guy's six feet from the hole, and the guy chips it in from off the green, and it's like it rips the heart right out of the guy's yeah. chest. Yeah, that's but that's why. Well, is he going to be chipping in all day long, every day? And he maybe hit some fortunate shots, but T to green, he was a mess, but he won. And then the next day, they make him a favorite when he should be the underdog. Yeah, I, I just, I like watching, like an Ian Poulter, who just plays so well in, in this type of event. I, I love him going head-to-head with a guy and just, just well, annihilating the guy, because that's what he does. Well, Poulter destroyed Rory McIlroy yesterday. And there's a great match play of uh, Poulter today. Oh, there's so many of them. I got to find it. Clock's ticking. Clock's ticking. Poulter's got a great match today. Uh, oh, Patrick so- Weed also tends to do well. Reed's in three up through 14. He halved his match yesterday. Now, oh, where's Poulter? It's a phenomenal match. Oh, Poulter versus Cameron Smith. Oh. Uh, Poulter is a match play monster. Yeah. Cameron Smith played great in the President's Cup in match play. And Cameron Smith putts every bit as good, if not better, than Poulter. Yeah. That's a great matchup. I, I, I like that. I, I like Cam Smith a lot. He, he's an up-and-comer. All right. Hey, we got I'm, see, am I excited about the golf? It sounds like I'm excited yeah. about the golf. I'm excited to get the hell out of here and go home and watch the golf. <laughs> All right. We got Adam Burke going to join us in hour number one. Chuck Esposito is going to check in in hour number two. We're off to the races. Glad to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network Series Channel 204. Here's your golf update. Radio silence from this point on. <laughs> All right, we're coming back to Vegas. Keep it right here. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. 
Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit uzucbdplus.com today. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Right, we're back on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Friendly debate during a commercial. You're an odd man. <laughs> you're a very odd man. You're just finding that out now. But we're having the debate because I cannot stand watching stuff I know the result of. I want the suspense of not knowing. You say you're content knowing. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with going back and look at something again. But you're looking at something again when you didn't have to. You can watch it for the first time, and it's more enjoyable. How is that not more enjoyable? It uh, I it doesn't. I don't know. I I don't know what it is about me, but it doesn't bother me to know the result, and then watch the game. I, that I would have be to, like the movie of the year comes out, and it's got this incredible twist and a surprise ending. And you're waiting for weeks ago. I finally found some time, and I'm gonna go see that movie. And as you're walking into the movie, the ticket taker says to you, "Boy, where do you see the you know the 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 you know the sixth sense? Yeah, the whole movie, Bruce Willis, he was dead. I would rather that they didn't do that. Okay, for me, it's and the that, same and thing. That, no, well, no, it's not because I, I still how how did how did the actors portray that? You know, and she can tell me what it is, but that doesn't mean you know I I haven't seen it. it I, again, so. On a nightly basis, I'm, I'm working for Don Best, and I know the score of the Knights game, and yet I watch the Knights game when I get off work so that I can talk about it on our on our, I've our got here. six hours of golf matches taped, and I know the result of the 15 matches. I don't need to waste the six hours. I know what happened. I may, I may not do that, but, but I have I, – I, I, I love baseball. I'll watch the Giants games even though I know the result. Uh, again, the one thing I can confirm is you're an odd man. Yo, yes. Right. Adam Burke, ATS.io, in a short segment with Adam Tuesday, wanted to get him back on Thursday. This is the last thing I'm saying about the golf. All right. Why this, I find, I want to get Adam's take on this. Why this match play thing is so unbelievable. There's the eyeball test to apply. I had a great day, knock on wood, the first day out of the gate on stuff I knew. But then I got to watch all these guys yesterday and apply what I saw yesterday into today, what I watched today into tomorrow, and find an edge on what I perceive could be a bad number. The other thing, Adam, welcome, sir. Let's do that. Hi, Mr. Burr. Hey, how's it going? All right, buddy. The other thing that's amazing about this are the sheer volume of offerings, indexes, markets. You, you've got group matchups to escape your group of four. You know, everybody's like, you know, like Dustin Johnson's a favorite in his, but the majority of them are two to one at least. So you have group matchups to exit the group. You have futures to win the whole thing. And then the matchups. You can set yourself up in various indexes and markets. You can actually set yourself up for real really wonderful betting opportunities from a hedge perspective by the time you get to the weekend. 
Yeah, I mean, this is such a unique tournament with the bracket-style format and and the fact that, you know, these guys are going up against one player instead of everybody out there in the field. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think going back and, and watching something like this after the fact, if that's what you want to do, you know, I think it can create a lot of good betting opportunity and some good betting angles. For me, I mean, outside of this event, you know, I only really watch live sports. I'm, I'm not watching a replay. I don't even watch you know, great moments of my favorite teams or anything like that. But this one is unique and different. I mean, I on a nightly basis, there'll be times, like say the Golden Knights games, if I'm going to be going in to do interviews after the game, you know, there could be the game ends and I get 10 minutes till the coach or the players are going to be there. You know, I race back and scan back a certain thing. I just want to confirm something or see who made the play away from the puck that set up, you know. Yes, you, you go back and you re review things from an analytic perspective but in, in terms of the entertainment aspect of it well that's what i'm doing the whole game i want to see how the knights played that game when i watch you know baseball that i already know the score of i want to see how those guys played that game is, though if you've got a whatever if you've got a, a bet on a game wouldn't you rather watch the game and, and be have part of the no. acceleration no nope. no well, no all right the, I know, the, there are people that are like that they don't care the, I, Adam, the, the the first time that I got to town, I, it, it was a Celtics game. I think it was against the Pistons, and I had a bet on the game. And I have never done this before. I got so mad, I almost threw something at the television and broke it. That's and cool. I, and, and I said to myself, okay, that, I'm going to, you know, my wagers, I'm, uh, I'm not going to watch those games. It, it, it just, it, it got me to a spot that I'd never been to before in my life. So I make my wagers, don't watch the games, turn on the radio the next morning and to find e out the to, score. To each their own, right, Adam? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I would say if you want to break things, maybe you're betting too much. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just or choosing poorly. <laughs> I win more than I lose. but I'm it, not. We're not getting yeah, yeah. to that. We're just busting your onions, my brother. All right. So, Adam, uh, we got a lot of stuff we can get to here. You've got your betting preview coming up. That's in the very near future, but the focus of attention is going to be the Sweet 16 this weekend. Uh, let me just get to kind of revisit where we were because it's amazing. We get all jacked up, and then it goes away. It's almost like, hey, the golf's a wonderful diversion, the NBA, the NHL, but the focus is going to come back real fast to the Sweet 16 on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely, and, you know, we're starting to see some more waves of line movement out there based on people betting on these games, and you know, that is one of the things like we talked about going into the first round of, you know, this is unique to this time of the year in college basketball where usually you get a line the night before and it's up for, you know, maybe 18 hours or so and then the game goes off. But here with these postseason tournaments, you know, these lines are up several days in advance. So you get a lot of time to kind of sit there, organize your thoughts, watch the market and all of that. And, you know, some of these market moves we've seen here so far have been very, very interesting. Just as an overview, I mean, certainly we can throw specific teams into it, and we can do that and break down each game when we come back in the next segment. But the challenge we have this year is that some teams played a lot fewer games than others. Oregon State, like out of nowhere, has turned into a machine. And you have to step back from this and go, is that an anomaly, or did they really figure this out? What were the problems that made them ordinary during the season? But they get to the Pac-12 tournament, they pull that off, and then carry that momentum into this weekend. Then you got to step back and go, well, they're playing with house money. And yeah, they're jacked, but you almost wonder if at some point, even you wouldn't think it, but a letdown is actually a possibility for a team like that. 
Yeah, I actually think the letdown comes here on Saturday. You know, I think for Oregon State, when you're that hot, you want to keep playing. You know, you don't want to go five days between games. And that's, of course, what they have to do here in advance of this game against Loyola Chicago. Whereas I think the Ramblers are happy to have a few days off because you win that game against Big Brother, you beat Illinois, you advance to the Sweet 16, you know, winning that game as an underdog. If they had to come back and play, you know, with one off day, I wouldn't like them in this spot. But they've had time to kind of come down from that win, refocus on this one. I think Loyola Chicago is actually a pretty good bet here, minus six and a half. I've always been kind of an intangible guy, a read-between-the-lines kind of guy, try to get between the ears of the players, and yeah, power ratings and all that stuff. But I think in this past year, all the things we've all gone through, I think you have to take like hockey players, uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs, in a bubble. You know, after it's over, you're sitting back. Go, well, you know, you have to take their mental capacity and what was what was it like for them? There's so many things you've got to read between the lines now. Handicapping games, it's a different world we're living in at the moment. Yeah, it really is. And and again, I mean, for an Oregon State team, you, you just you you kind of sit there. You know, you go through practice and hope that you've still got your same edge. Hope that you've got your same intensity and. I think in something you know like this, I mean, at least in a bubble, we're talking about pro athletes. Here we're talking about kids. I mean, you know, it's up to the coaches to keep these guys in line. More on the NCAA tournament with our guest Adam Burke, ATS.io. We'll get to baseball, too. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot, we're thrilled to be with you. Our producer in New York, Chris Pavona, we love him. He does a great job. We're glad to be with you, and we're coming back yeah. right here. Well, Radio you know, Network. that's just like uh, your opinion, man. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD+. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slasher. Follow him on Twitter. Tell him the result of every sporting event. He doesn't care. I don't Twitter. care. DM him at Stevie Slapshot. I, I probably know Follow anyone. me at Brian Blessing, and please don't tell me what happened. <laughs> please. Maybe I just set what? myself up for a fall. <laughs> you know you know where it all started? For me and you? There was a moment. I mean, conceptually, it makes no sense to me now. It would still... It would irk me. But years ago, I'm in college. Right? I'm in northeastern Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. They're all Flyers fans. I'm a Sabres fan. All right. And the one other goofball who was a friend of mine in college was a Penguins fan. And back in the day, the playoffs, the first round was a best of three. Imagine that nonsense. A best of three. <laughs> yeah. And the Sabres had the French connection and they, they there wasn't a president's trophy. Then. Their best team in the league, they had just lost to the Flyers in the finals. They should have won. Bernie Perron stood on his head and beat him. So be it. Great. 
Next year they come back with a they're gonna win it. I mean, they're loaded. And it's a best of three. And they're playing the Penguins in the first round. This clown friend of mine, right? The game was on NBC, but it was a half an hour tape delay. And Denny Heron stood on his head. They outshot them like 50 to 10, you know, in game three. And this goalie, you needed to be a, a rifle to beat him. And the game's on tape delay. It goes to overtime. And the kid calls me and just laughs. So I'm sitting there waiting for the dagger to come. So I knew the result before it happened. I remember the, the, the first time. I, I waited till the Sabres game was over. They had won. And I, I just like texted you congratulations or something, not knowing that you were watching something else, I taping the Sabres yeah. game, and you lost your mind on me. So, <laughs> so that's the last time that I did that. Yeah, you know who's as equally, equally crazy about this? this is, sorry, Adam Burke's with us. He's here for the hour. He, he, maybe he's got a good story too. This is a great one. Jay Cornegate, our dear friend. Oh, I know this from the Superbook, the, the Race and Sportsbook director of the, the, the president. I'm sorry, the title. He's got more titles now. He before the Golden Knights got here. He, he's originally from Colorado. He's Denver. Never area. And he's a big Avalanche fan. So at the time, his, his son now is like 22, 23. His son was like 15 years old. And he's coming home, and it's almost impossible to do it in a sports book. But he pulled it off. So he's driving home to watch a deciding game. Well, it wasn't game seven. It might have been game five or six in a, a hockey playoff series involving the Avs. So Jay's driving home to tell us that, hey, watch the game. Don't tell me the score. He says, I, I know, you know, I taped it. Don't, but I'll come home and watch the game. And his son says to him, oh, I don't know the score, Dad, but they were shaking hands. <laughs> 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 and he almost drove off the road. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you, think, you think Jay would have a more intelligent son than that? I mean, he's a kid. He was. He's, <laughs> no, man, no, don't be he's got. He's got to know that the, that's going to tell his dad the result. Clearly, he did. Uh -huh. uh, Adam Burke, ATS.io, is joining us on Sportsbook Radio. Um, how about just your overview of the first weekend, the Sweet Sixteen? I know you were on with us briefly on Tuesday, but it, as it settles in, more time to think back on it. Adam, what were the big takeaways? Did you spot anything noticeably different? The one, the one thing I would say, it's cool that the Loyolas and uh, Oral Roberts and I guess Oregon State's of the world did what they did. But like the Abilene Christian thing is more along the lines of maybe a little bit of what I expected, that without fans there to kind of carry along the Cinderella, that there could be blowouts. And I thought we saw a number of those. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway for me, is, as it is for most people, is just how much the Big Ten struggled in the first two rounds of this tournament. And the hypothesis that I've sort of come up with here is that, you know, in Big Ten play, everybody took care of the basketball and nobody forced turnovers. And in a lot of these games in the NCAA tournament, the Big Ten teams have lost the turnover battle. I mean, you even think back to Michigan beating LSU. Michigan only had three takeaways in that game. They only forced three turnovers from LSU. They were somehow able to survive that game. But, you know, I think that when you sort of handicap this tournament in years going forward, look for teams in conferences where 
a lot of teams play a different style of basketball. I was just going to say, Pac-12, is, is in the Pac-12, there are a lot of teams that play differently. Yeah, is it a pace of play thing? I think I think is your point that maybe across the board, it's more physical and more of a half court game, but then they go against teams that are by nature in their conference, they're running up and down the court. Then it comes down to which style wins out. Yeah, and that's a big thing. You know, the team that dictates the pace, the team that dictates the type of game that winds up being played. You know, Ohio State got into a game where for long stretches against Oral Roberts, they played at a pace they didn't really want to play at. They took a lot of bad shots in that game. They turned the ball over way too much, and Oral Roberts was able to pull that upset because Ohio State was forced into playing a game that they hadn't really played over the last several weeks. So I think that, you know, you got to look for teams where their conferences have a lot of versatility, a lot of different styles of play. And, you know, those teams are set up better for March, I think, than the ones that just play, you know, kind of a mirror image of themselves game in and game out. Adam, should we not have known? I, th- I thought I heard or read somewhere that uh, the Big Ten teams in the regular season had a lot of problems with turnover. Should we not have known that coming into this? Well, I mean, the teams in the Big Ten, they didn't force turnovers. And so, you know, I look at a game like Florida State and Michigan this week where Michigan just, they don't force turnovers. And if they want to try to beat Florida State, a very tall team in the half court in a game where they don't get anything in transition, I think it's very difficult to do. So I think it's a hindsight is twenty twenty thing, but it will be something I remember for future tournaments of, you know, kind of looking at that turnover margin, uh, sort of looking at those turnover percentages for teams and applying those a lot more to the handicap of of March Madness or even the NIT, CBI, and CIT. Okay, we're not done with the basketball. We get a lot of basketball left. But some breaking news here. on Not crazy, crazy breaking news, but in regards to hockey. You're not going to tell me a final score of something. No, no, no. I've been saying this since this whole damn thing started. And we're talking about the trade deadline coming up. Oh, okay. And how the teams in Canada just can't even consider making a trade with an American-based team at the deadline on April 14th because you need them to get in and get acclimated. and You can't bring them up and be stuck in a room for 14 days. A, they get out of shape and all this other stuff. But B, you want them to get it ready to roll and know the team. And then we're sitting there going, where is the common sense aspect of this? These guys, and I know there's this, the, the general rule of thumb. This is a bigger deal and bigger fish to fry. But common sense would say to you, these guys are being tested every day. Oh. If you dro- flew a guy up in a private plane and he tests positive a couple times, once he arrives, he is no danger to society. There's a common sense aspect of it. Well, they didn't go that far. But this is big. Uh, up in Canada now, federal government is poised to approve a seven-day quarantine with extra testing for NHL players traded from American teams to Canadian teams before the, the April 12th trade deadline. Uh, government sources say all the provinces with NHL teams have approved of the measures. At least they met you halfway. Didn't I say so that, the, that but, can, hockey in Canada is too damn big? I knew that they were going to do something. Well, but I just because hockey's big doesn't mean that they should get favorable treatment over 
people who are at risk. But the point is, these guys are tested every day. It is a unique window. Not because hockey's big, because it makes sense. I mean, at least, Adam, I, th- I think that changes the playing field. And quite possibly, it may just not, I wouldn't say blow it up, but what could have been a relatively quiet trade period and even with expansion coming in, I think the trades kick in now. Now it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you know, especially when you think about the playoff format here, and, and in particular for those Canadian teams where, you know, what, four of the seven make the playoffs instead of what the setup is in the other divisions. So, yeah, for Canadian teams, I mean, this certainly opens up a lot more possibilities for them and opens up a lot more markets for the teams that are sellers to, you know, sort of maximize their leverage uh, with any transactions that they make. By the way, Bergevin said this morning, probably not doing a lot of deals, if any, because of his cap problems. So Montreal may not be in the market. But this could change everything. The phone calls that will now be made that we're like, we can't even consider this. Now that the the, the real hope would be the next thing, and I don't know how far down the road that would be, Adam, but the next thing would be that the borders open. Because right now the Canadian teams – if American teams can't go up there, the playoffs is a dog's breakfast. The Canadian team has to come down and play at a neutral site. This probably changes that landscape in time, too. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I, I kind of heard that there were some talks about maybe opening up the border here within the next few weeks. So, you know, hopefully that winds up being the thing. By the way, one other bit of breaking hockey news, I guess, here. Shout out to Circus Sports, who just put up the uh, D1 Men's Ice Hockey Championship odds for the first round and some futures prices for the tournament. So that's pretty cool. All right. That is cool. A little Frozen 4 action. All right, that was cool. We got more NCAA hoops to yap about. Adam Burke, ATS.io, is our guest. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, glad to be with you. Vegas Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Series 204. Back to Vegas shortly. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD+. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, kids, back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Our guest is Adam Burke from ATS.io. In the second hour, Chuck Esposito is going to join us from Sunset Station, get an update on all the cool things that are coming up this weekend. In fact, we will see Chuck tomorrow. Love talking to you guys, but enjoy seeing people even more. We'll be out at Sunset Station tomorrow with Chuck Esposito. And Andy Isco will be coming out, and our buddy Jason Pothier is coming out for Vegas Hockey Hotline from Simbin.Vegas. So we'll be on the road heading to the weekend. And what do you make of the weekend aspect of this, Adam? 
on the front end, it's weird that we're in this down mode for a bit, but we're going to get the bonus on the back end. So instead of the Sweet 16 getting the primetime treatment, it's going to be the Elite Eight. And I think it does also give them the luxury of maybe of staggering these games out further, right? So they're not so much competing with one another. Yeah, I mean, it's tough for me. I'm I'm a creature of habit, so it's been kind of hard with the way that they've set this up going Friday to Monday with the first two rounds and then now you know the Elite Eight wrapping around to Monday, Tuesday. But at the same time, I mean, only two games each day, Monday and Tuesday. So, you know, you play them late. And, and like you said, now you don't have to worry about day games for the Sweet 16 on Thursday or Friday or or anything like that. So, I don't know. I guess it kind of works out. And, and also, too, I'm sure the team's like having a little bit more downtime uh, between that second round game and then that first game in the Sweet 16. You might get actually get more eyeballs on the games on, on Monday, Tuesday, than a Sunday afternoon when the wife wants you to do something else. Well, I think the handle could be yeah. very yes. positively yeah. impacted by this. I, I, I because agree. Because I think, okay, the games are Thursday, Friday, used to be. Okay, here come the games again. But now it's the weekend, and people are home watching the games, right? And they tie the Saturday and Sunday games possibly into the Monday and Tuesday games with parlays. and So they're starting on the weekend. I think it has a positive impact on the handle. I I would agree with that. Absolutely. I'm looking at Let me see the start times here. Oregon State Loyola, 240 Eastern. Villanova-Baylor then goes at 5.15. Oral Roberts-Arkansas goes at 7.25. Syracuse-Houston goes at 6.55. Yeah, that kind of proves the point, I believe, Adam, because the Sweet 16, when you were sitting there with four games on a Thursday night, you had all four of them basically starting to bleed into one another. Yeah, they're definitely a little more staggered here, and you know it certainly helps from a betting standpoint of – you know, whether you're chasing your wins or you're chasing your losses or doubling up on your wins or whatever, you got some time in between to, to kind of make a play on these. And, you know, hey, I mean, that that's really what the NCAA tournament is about, viewership and, and sports betting. So, you know, if, if that's what they want to achieve, they're certainly doing it this year. What do you make of Villanova and Michigan specifically? You had the Livers injury with Michigan, Gillespie with Villanova, and everybody said, well... Boy, it would have been fun, but those guys aren't going to play. They're both breathing, man. Yeah, I mean, I think for Villanova, their draw kind of helped them a little bit. They took on a Winthrop team that had a, a one-man show, basically, that really dominated the Big South Conference, and, and Villanova's got a lot of depth. Without, without Gillespie, they're a little bit – their ceiling is lowered, but they still have a lot of depth. The Michigan thing, I mean, Michigan survived, as I mentioned, only forcing three turnovers, but also because some of their role players came off the bench and played really well. But both of those teams here this week, with Villanova against Baylor and Michigan against Florida State, missing a key player shows up in games like this. You can beat a Winthrop in a North Texas. You can beat you know, a 16 seed, and then an LSU team that's terrible on defense. No problem. But then when you step up in class, like both of these teams are doing this weekend – that's where those injuries can come to the forefront. What about uh, Oregon USC? I'm, I'm a little surprised in the line movement there. I'm, I was wondering if, if you were it's also coming back a little bit. Is it coming back? Yeah, okay, it was up to two and a half. It's down to two. I I don't know, Adam. I the only thing I can come up with. I mean, USC did thump them in the game earlier in the year, but I think this was a function of Oregon looked great against Iowa. 
And then USC looked great against Kansas. And I think the difference was the USC game was the last thing they saw. Well, I think you get a lot of respect for USC here, and in particular Andy Enfeld, who's now nine, I think nine or ten and zero against the spread in the NCAA tournament between his stops with USC and Florida Gulf Coast. So you get a little bit of respect for him, and you also get a little bit of a question for Oregon here in terms of you know what style of basketball are they going to play? The first game against USC was played to sixty-two possessions. They got beat by fourteen. They only scored fifty-eight points in that game. Then we saw Oregon you know, play Iowa and just say, you know what, they can't stop us. So we'll play their tempo and we'll go score a ton of points and beat them. I think there's some question here as to how Dana Altman, who's a great NCAA tournament coach in his own right, how Dana Altman will play this game. Will he try to speed USC up? Will he try to play that muck and grind game that USC wants to play? I think there's a lot of question about that. But what I can tell you, Stevie, is that there's a very influential group in the sports betting world that did play and release USC at minus one that drove it up to two and a half. And now we've gotten some of the buyback on the number. Okay. What do you make of Loyola Chicago against Oregon state? You did a root kind of for both teams, a team that had a bad season and got hot, respect what they're doing now. And then Loyola Chicago you know, getting their shot against the big boys, and they're really fun to watch. The thing that is a little concerning for me with Loyola is being asked to cover seven. That's different. It is different, and especially when you consider the low total for this game. You know, the generally speaking, the lower the total, the more you kind of kind of want to look towards the underdog in a situation like that. But Loyola Chicago is not a very good matchup for Oregon State. Loyola is in the paint all the time. They do a lot of their offense down low. They get a lot of high percentage shots at the rim. And Oregon State does not cover the paint well. They're not a good two-point percentage defense team. So I think Loyola's got some really big advantages schematically in this game. And then like what we talked about in the previous segment where I think Oregon State needed to keep playing to keep that rhythm, to kind of stay in their current form. I don't think that, you know, meandering around Indianapolis for five days allows them to really do that. So I think you got a coaching edge for Loyola Chicago, a schematic edge, just a lot of things in their favor that even though this total's low, it's Loyola Chicago minus the points or nothing for me here. And Gonzaga's been a monster all year long, and their numbers have been inflated all year long. I just I wonder, I wonder if it's to the point this is not the time to overinflate a number in that Creighton has won two NCAA tournament games and were, you know, had to work hard in their first game. They survived and played a really good game against Ohio. It just comes down to how inflated is that number. Yeah, I think that's a really challenging game because I don't think Creighton stops Gonzaga. Gonzaga's probably going to get upper 80s, maybe 90 points in this one. So the question here to me is how many points will Creighton score? How many do we need them to score to cover this number? They're a jump shot-oriented team. They are familiar with Hinkle Fieldhouse, though. It's where the Butler Bulldogs play. Creighton's in that same conference. So they are familiar with a lay of the land. And we did see Hinkle Fieldhouse play a little bit tough for teams going into that sun glare in the second half. So maybe that helps Creighton out a little bit. But really, I mean, it comes down to how well Creighton shoots the basketball. They're a pretty good offensive team. They make a lot of those jump shots. If they can do that against Gonzaga, they can hang around. If they don't, then that one could get ugly. But one thing I will say is that, you know, for Creighton here, they're based on the metrics and the ranking systems that are out there, 
They're the third best team Gonzaga has played this year. So this is a little bit of a step up in class for the uh-huh. Bulldogs, although they've aced a lot of their steps up in class, like blowing out Virginia and Iowa and some of the other teams that they handled. Adam does a great job on baseball. I want you to get the word out about your baseball report here to start the new season. But a little baseball news, uh, Eloy Jimenez is going to miss five to six months, the White Sox slugger with a ruptured pectoral tendon. Hope springs eternal until you lose good players. Yeah, that's uh, definitely not a good thing for the White Sox at all. I mean, they're a team predicated on scoring runs, predicated on being very aggressive offensively, hitting for power. And Jimenez, the guy that was probably going to lead the team in home runs, they still have a lot of good offensive pieces, but you know, it's a, a tough loss a week before opening day to, to lose a guy that is you know middle-of-the-order bat, such a big part of that lineup. And you know doing so, trying to rob a home run in spring training on a ball he had no chance to catch. So that makes it even worse. And then I guess he's okay, but boy, they got a scare in San Diego with Fernando Tatis and a shoulder problem. Yeah, you know, a lot of guys, kind of some soreness, some soft tissue things here at this time of the year that, you know, they'll, they'll kind of baby early on in the season. And, you know, there are a lot of off days scheduled in the month of April because, you know, you, you kind of plan for bad weather. So at least these guys don't have to completely hit the ground running. So I'm not so much worried about that one. Or, you know, like a George Springer in Toronto has got a, a, a minor oblique strain. Not so much worried about those things. But, you know, they will be things that you want to follow uh, if they do tend to linger a little bit. Tell them about all the baseball news you got. You get the preseason report you've got. Yeah, the 2021 MLB betting guide over at ATS.io in individual article webpage form. It's also on my Twitter, at Skating Tripods, in PDF form from my Google Drive. Season previews for all 30 teams. Uh, all the futures markets for division, pennant, and World Series are in there. Also, some of the player awards from a futures standpoint. So, A lot of great stuff to get you ready for the baseball season that, uh, as I said, starts a week from today, and uh, I'm very excited about that. And I'll do a Daily Picks article over at ATS.io as well. All right, so over the years, and then this year too specifically, what are some of the things you look for in spring training that actually work and can be applied into the regular season? Yeah, so that's the thing is a lot of spring training stats are are largely meaningless. Hitters wind up facing pitchers that won't make the team. Pitchers face hitters that won't make the team, so on and so forth. Uh, There are a few things you can kind of look at. Velocity upticks for pitchers are very important. Uh, And then I've also seen some teams here this year that are actively trying to elevate the baseball more. They're trying to hit more fly balls, more line drives. Teams like the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, teams like the Toronto Blue Jays, the San Francisco Giants. So... Batted ball types, ground balls, fly balls, and line drives, those are things that actually reach a point of significance at a pretty small sample size. So if that's happening in spring training, I would expect that to carry over to the regular season to where maybe the Brewers hit for a little more power. Toronto was already going to hit for a lot of power, but their offensive ceiling has grown, in my opinion. And then a team like San Francisco, who's been making a lot of those changes over the last couple of years, they're obviously furthering that. So I start thinking about those teams from you know a game total standpoint, uh, team total standpoint, stuff like that. Give me about 25 seconds on this one. How long a sample size would you need once the season starts to say, yeah, that's working or this is going to fail miserably? 
Yeah, it's, it's a tough question to answer because it kind of depends on what you're talking about. But in terms of this you know, launch angle thing, it doesn't take much. In terms of pitchers making adjustments to their pitch usage, stuff like that, those are things you can usually get some pretty early returns on. All right. Adam, always great stuff. ATS.io. Thanks for joining us, bud. Have a great weekend. Absolutely. Take care, guys. All right. What we're going to do, take a short time out. Stevie's ready to rock and roll. He's got his little legal pad. But his little legal pad has got a lot of notes on it. So we give you the injury news and notes segment, which actually on a daily basis has turned into a very, very big deal. That's coming up next. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing with Stevie Slapped Up. Thanks to Adam Burke. Thank you for listening on the Sportsbook Radio Network and Series 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is joint pain keeping you down? It's time to bounce back with the help of Uzu CBD Plus. That's Y-U-Z-U-C-B-D-plus.com. Featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions, Uzu CBD Plus is your number one choice for all natural pain relief. Tired of side effects from prescription pills? Take pain management into your own hands the natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING for 10% off your first order and free shipping on orders of $100 or more, plus products for pets too. Visit UzuCBDPlus.com today. on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We usually end Hour 1 with an injury update. It's always brought to you by Uzu CBD Plus. Y-U-Z-U CBDplus.com featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules and lotions. It's the number one choice for all natural pain relief. Uh, I can tell you that it works and also can save you some bucks. Use the promo code BLESSING, 10% off your first order. Free shipping on orders of $100 or more. Mr. Slapshot, what do we got on the old injury in and out front. We'll start in the NBA where Miami cannot get healthy. Jimmy Butler. No! Ah! Ah! Questionable tonight. Goran Dragic. No! Ah! 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 Also questionable. And Avery Bradley. No! Ah! Ah! Also questionable. Move to the Clippers. Same two guys. Uh, Patrick Beverly. No! Ah! Tonight and Serge Ibaka is out. We'll move to the NHL where the injuries are getting more painful. By the way, Rajon Rondo to the Clippers for Lou Williams and future second round picks. Go ahead. All right, I'm gonna cut I'm gonna cut to exhibition baseball. I'm gonna make sure I get this in (laughs) in Major League Baseball for Boston. JD Martinez. According to coach manager uh, Joey Cora. Ate some bad sushi two nights ago. He will miss his second straight <laughs> There's game today. Got to be a different sound effect for that one. Do not get gas station sushi. It, do, it, it just doesn't work out well for you. Yeah. JD Martinez the, down. Could it have not been the gas station wasabi? <laughs> it, it says Joey Cora was very specific. Had some bad sushi. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Was that unleaded? 
Yeesh. Well, that's done. We can take a very short break. We'll come back with hour number two. Chuck Esposito, join us. You know, Chris Bavona, in Vegas, it's lunchtime. You might want to take a pass on that sound effect. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll, we'll be right back. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> 